Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'll be your host, Lee Greenwood, and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. This week, we're going to have a quick chat about the uh, latest IRATA tax update. Came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there's been a few changes of immediate effect, is what it said on uh, correspondence that was sent out. So we're going to have a look at it, hopefully uh, explain uh, the idea behind it and what's going on with that and how it may affect you on an assessment, whether you're upgrading or revalidating. So I'm going to run through, uh, read out the wording and then give you the take that I've got on it. Um, having spoken to people at head office, um, spoken to people on the executive committee and on the training committee and also a few assessors, uh, hopefully be able to give you a bit of an insight into how it should be interpreted. But before we crack on into that, if you could uh, subscribe to the podcast, that'd be great. Tell your friends about it, that'd be awesome. And um, press all the relevant buttons so you get the uh, updates for the latest episodes. So as I said, I'll uh, just read through some of the changes. The main changes are in um, Section 9 in the tax. A actual up-to-date copy hasn't been released uh, at the time of this, uh, me sitting down recording this, but that'll be coming out um, pretty soon, hopefully. So we've got 9.4.3. There's been just a bit of a change here. Uh, where a candidate fails their revalidation assessment, the candidate's existing certification shall not remain valid. This was brought in a few years ago, saying that if you come in early to reset your level three, as an example, you've uh, been assessed and you haven't passed, so you're not competent at that level. So how could you go out and still work for another four or five months with that qualification if the last time you were assessed uh, you weren't deemed as competent. There's been a section that's been scratched out of that um, to do with assessing candidates at other levels, but that's basically stayed the same. Then we got uh, 9.4.4. Where a candidate fails an upgrade assessment, the candidate's existing certification should remain valid until expiry. So that's if you're, uh, you've got your level two, You've done your 12 months, your 1,000 hours. You come in to have a uh, have a go at going for your level three and you fail the level three assessment. They're not going to take your level two ticket away from you. You've still got the two years left on that ticket or until it expires. But yeah, so that's that one. Pretty straightforward, really. So you're not gambling your existing ticket. If you're upgrading, you're just coming in to see if you can reach the next level. Now it gets into uh, some of the... Um, Interesting bit, so we got um, 9.4.5. I'll try and read this slowly and make sure we all understand it. Revalidation and upgrade assessments resulting in a foul due to a major discrepancy on any syllabus item cannot be continued for the purpose of revalidation. The technician cannot be continued for the purpose of revalidating the technician to a lower level. In such case, a technician is permitted to be reassessed at the same level or lower level within 60 days of the failed assessment attempt without the requirement for further training. Right, let's uh, unpack this one. So if you are revalidating or upgrading and you do a single major discrepancy, you, um, you have failed the assessment and you cannot be assessed for a lower level, you're basically done for the day. So one major discrepancy whether you're upgrading or revalidating at any level, means that that's the end of your day. Now we get on to the fun bit where people seem to be getting a bit confused. So 9.4.6, level two 
and three revalidation and upgrade assessments resulting in a fail due to a third minor discrepancy can continue for the purpose of revalidating the technician to a lower level, providing all the required syllabus items of the lower level are passed with a maximum of two minor discrepancies subject to the following. So let's just have a look at that bit first. Um, you can have, uh, so you get three minor discrepancies in a level three upgrade, let's say, and um, you can continue to uh, be reassessed at level two as long as only a maximum of two of the minor discrepancies are on the level two syllabus. Um, but let's look at um, what minor discrepancies will be on there. Remember that we're not breaking this down into, oh, you're going to do a short link rescue, which is a level three manoeuvre. Um, whilst you're going to do that short link rescue, you're doing a vertical aid climb. So if vertical aid climb is a level two um, manoeuvre, so if you were climbing the vertical aid climb and you ended up with three carabiners undone, that's going to constitute a failure, but that's at the lower level. So you've had three uh, minor discrepancies at the level two assessment. Whereas if you were actually doing, performing the rescue, so you've done the vertical aid climb, you then get to a short length rescue and you're performing that rescue and you had three undone carabiners, that's during a level three task. Just because you're climbing up somewhere to do a level three task doesn't mean you're undertaking um, level three manoeuvre. Let's put it a different way. You're going to go up to rescue a casualty above a set of knots and whilst going past the knots, you have a backup too low, you have an undone carabiner and you don't lock off your descender. They're all level one discrepancies rather than level three discrepancies, even though you are heading to do a level three rescue. That level three rescue isn't being undertaken. You're just doing the basics of climbing up past a set of knots. So those discrepancies would go in the passing a set of knots area, which is a level one. So you wouldn't be permitted to continue on a revalidation at the level two level because you haven't even uh, managed to pass the level one basic manoeuvres. Hope that makes sense, but that's sort of the uh, understanding of that one. This is where uh, they try and explain that bit that I've just chatted about. So all syllabus items performed during an unsuccessful revalidation assessment shall be carried over to the downgrade assessment unless the syllabus item is not performed at the lower level. So... Passing a set of knots, as the example I just gave, is performed at a lower level if you're unsuccessful to pass those knots, even though you're on the way to do a rescue past a set of knots with a casualty, you hadn't got to that section of that manoeuvre yet. Um, and then B, all minor discrepancies identified during an unsuccessful revalidation assessment shall be carried over to the downgrade assessment unless the syllabus item is not performed at that lower level. So all minor discrepancies are moving over. So if you had three of them going past those knots, then you wouldn't be able to be assessed at that level. And then C, all minor discrepancies from syllabus items that only require awareness, the A on the assessment form, shall not be carried over to the downgrade assessment and shall be reassessed at the downgrade level. So for an example, um, a level two has an awareness for hazard identification and risk assessment, as a level one does, and the same for selection, care and maintenance of equipment. They're both awareness boxes for level ones and twos. 
inspection of equipment for level 1s and 2s, and anchor selection uh, for level 1s and 2s. So they're the, um, the sections that uh, have the awareness box. And then for level 1s, you have the hauling is an awareness section. So they will be reassessed at the lower level if they um, if you're unsuccessful at those with any of your discrepancies. So that's uh, that section. Then uh, there's another section in here that's been changed. This is in section 7, uh, 7.3.2. Um, the training program shall comprise of at least 30 hours of training over a minimum of four days. So um, 30 hours spread over a minimum of four days. This time is specific to the uh, level of the course and will not normally include any refresher time for lower level requirements. So this is just 30 hours for the level 3 stuff or level 2, whatever level you're doing, not for learning how to do level 1 manoeuvres. Trading member companies shall ensure the training programmes are suitable for the trainee's ability and be aware that the minimum requirement may not be sufficient. So that's saying that you may need more than 30 hours and more than four days. And then they got this section in bold. The errata assessment shall be conducted on a calendar date, which is separate from the calendar dates of the training provided and shall be independent of training activities. So um, where that comes into, uh, into play is you need to do four days of training and you couldn't undertake the assessment on that fourth day. For example, if you were level one technician revalidating your level one, there have been cases where you've done your 30 hours over the four days, um, had a shorter day on the fourth day, and then the assessors turned up in the afternoon, and you've done the assessment um, that day, so that can no longer happen. You'd have to come back on a separate day for the assessment to happen. So that's pretty much that stuff there. Yeah, so what's the uh, what's the takeaways from this one? Um, what would I be doing if I was revalidating? So I'm a level three. Uh, I need to come in for revalidation. Um, I can come in up to six months early. So my ticket expires August 2022. I could come in six up to six months before that and do my four days training. Um, I'd be talking to the trainers and the instructors about how my level is. If I'm not feeling confident that I'm going to pass that assessment I most probably wouldn't go for the assessment I would go back out to work I've got six months left on my ticket um, I can carry on working I haven't been revalidated as a technician and um, and I can carry on working come back in do a bit more training and then once I'm confident I could go for the assessment and hopefully pass the assessment I may have had more than the four days training because I wasn't up to the level uh, that I thought was required and then I can do the assessment so that's what I'd be advising people to do is actually uh, get in early and if, you, uh, if you're if you not ready for assessment, that's fine. Um, a lot of training companies out there, Fifth Point uh, down in Sydney, we definitely do this for people. We, um, we tell them to come back in, do some more training and they've still got the assessment that you've paid for. Um, you don't have to do it on the uh, on that Friday, on the assessment day. You can come back in and uh, on a different week and, uh, and have a crack then. Um, definitely the smart way to go. What have you lost out of it? Um, you've lost four days of, uh, of work because you're coming for the four days training, but you're going to have to do that at some stage. Uh, you've come in early. It's most probably improved your skills from what you were like the week before. Uh, you've upped your skills a bit, but you think you're not near the level. 
You can then go back out to work, carry on working. And when you're confident to do that assessment, then go for the assessment rather than thinking, I've turned up on the Monday, I've got to do the call, the assessment on the Friday. Um, and speak to your, speak to your com- the company you're training with. Speak to them beforehand, find out what their policy is on things like this, see if they're willing to come to the party a bit if you think you're not up to up to the level. But yeah, it comes down to those uh, minors and majors, as always. So if you get a major discrepancy on any of the manoeuvres, then that's going to be the end of the day. You can't be um, assessed to any level, so you're going to be walking away with nothing. Uh, with the minor discrepancies, it's specifically to do with the task that you're doing. So not the rescue that you're doing. If you're, as I've said, if you're going a level two, and you're going to do a rescue past a re-anchor with a casualty. Before you can do a rescue past a re-anchor with a casualty, you're most probably ascending the ropes and passing a re-anchor. So that's in the, on the assessment form on 025. That's in the rope manoeuvre section. So re-anchor rescue, level 1s, 2s and 3s have to demonstrate that. Um, if you end up with a backup too low, carabiner undone and a unlocked descender, then um, that's three minor discrepancies on a level one manoeuvre, so that would be the end of your day. If uh, if you were going for your level two and you um, you ended up with three minor discrepancies on a vertical aid climb, for example, um, undone carabiners on the vertical aid climb, three of them, you could uh, be revalidated at level one because vertical aid climb is not part of the syllabus for on in the syllabus for level ones. So hopefully that explains a bit of this. Um, there's been a lot of confusion out there um, about how this is interpreted. Hopefully I'm making some sense of it for you. Happy to have a chat with anybody who thinks I'm talking a crock of shit. Um, yeah, definitely reach out on the Facebook page, Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. Uh, jump on our website, drop me a message. Happy to chat to anybody about it. Uh, I have, As I say, I have spoken to quite a few assessors about this and... Um, yeah, there's been a bit of confusion and for member companies as well, but hopefully this clears a lot of that up. Yeah, don't forget, um, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I do appreciate you guys listening. Share it with your friends, it would be amazing. But anyway, for now, stay safe. I'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.